You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the four phases of love. This is the last uh, episode of this particular face, which is the face of correction. So let's begin reading with Ephesians 3, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. You know, two of these faces are positive, two of them are negative. Uh, the the instruction and in righteousness and doctrine faces are very positive. Uh, the two that seem to be negative are the guarding, God guarding, reproving, and God correcting. Those are not fun, but they are necessary in order for us to develop as we need to develop spiritually. So God desires that we would learn to correct ourselves. That's really His ultimate aim. God doesn't want to have to correct us all the time. A lot of people have the idea that God gave us the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit could straighten us out. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Uh, John said, if our heart condemn us not, our heart, our heart, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. What that indicates is that God wants us to be in a relationship with Him where we self-correct. And uh, that is His attitude. God is not in the position of wanting to correct us all the time. Uh, In Genesis chapter 4 and verse 9, you see God's heart concerning this. Cain has killed Abel. And as God approaches Cain about what he's done, he does it with a question. He says to Cain, where is Abel your brother? Now, a natural man would not have done this. Any natural person would have begun with an accusation. Cain, you've killed your brother, haven't you? Uh, But God didn't do that. He asked him a question. Why did God do that? God is trying to evoke the highest possible response out of Cain. He would love for Cain to hear those words and then break, begin to cry perhaps and say, I am so sorry. I was so jealous. I murdered my brother. That would have been wonderful had Cain admitted that. But he wouldn't do that. This dealing that God gave Cain, where he asks him a question, it reveals his divine nature. When a human does not respond to this high-level approach, then God does another thing. He doesn't launch an accusation. He lays out the evidence. And he said to Cain, Genesis 4.10, What have you done? Again, another question. The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. He's saying, I have evidence here. Your brother's blood's been spilled and it's crying to me. And again, Cain doesn't take that opportunity either. He shows no remorse. And so by his own will, Cain left the correction of the Lord and he left the presence of the Lord. Now, people who do not receive correction from the Lord leave that umbrella, that covering of God's protection 
And what happens is they open themselves up to destruction. And remember, destruction is what steals, kills, and destroys. That doesn't come from God. God chastens, number one, with His Word, and number two, by not uh, blessing all of what we do. When we are following God and doing things that please Him, He blesses the things that we put our hand to. That's why you want to meditate the Word of God. It's so that your actions will be in line with what God blesses, and then God blesses the things you do with your hand. Correction, then, is limited discomfort with an aim to heal. Destruction is unbridled evil with an aim of great harm. And so there's a huge difference between the two. Now, the New Testament gives us this corrective process that we're to follow. And it's found in the act of Holy Communion. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I want you to listen to several of these verses. We're going to start looking at uh, verse 26, uh, 1 Corinthians 11. And this is New King James Version. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So we do not lightly engage in holy communion. Then he says in verse 28, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. In other words, when we take communion, we're not just looking back saying, Lord, thank you for giving your body for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. That's part of it. But at the same time, we're saying, Lord, I need to repent of something. There's something in my life that isn't what it needs to be, and I ask you to forgive me of that. I repent of that right now. That's what Holy Communion affords us, a time to self-examine and to look deeply inside. Sometimes we may not even be aware of some of the things we've done. We may uh, have run through roadblocks and and, and ha- are, are not even thinking about them until we stop and look back and we examine ourselves. The Scripture says that he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. In other words, sometimes people die prematurely because they do not judge themselves. They could have judged themselves and examined themselves. They could have repented. Sometimes it's a a spiritual thing that they're doing wrong. Sometimes uh, they may be doing something foolish with their bodies, and uh, they're putting themselves in harm's way. Uh, And this may be uh, something that results in great sickness or perhaps even premature death. So Holy Communion is designed to help us to get rid of things in our lives that we don't need. And it's self-correction, which is what God wants to do. We're not talking about self-condemnation. God is not behind self-condemnation. Listen to me, you're no good to anybody when you're constantly condemning yourself. And it's something that a lot of people do. Some people don't struggle with that at all. I did. I used to condemn myself all the time. I had a messed up conscience, and part of it had to do with the way that I was raised because I was attacked a lot verbally as a kid, so I I didn't have a lot of great self-confidence. I felt like that I was dirty uh, or or guilty. I felt like I was always wrong because of the way uh, my parents viewed me. 
And uh, so there was not a lot of affirmation and reassurance coming from them. It was always a put down. And so it destroyed my self-assurance. Now, uh, I lived in condemnation. I had to learn to trust in the love of God and to believe the love of God for me. That doesn't mean that I ignored my wrong and ignored my errors, but I had to believe that God loved me. I had learned to do that. You have to have faith in the love of God. A lot of people don't have that. You can't have boldness toward God if you don't believe that God wants the best for you. And in an earlier lesson in this particular series, we talked about how that Christ did not correct until he first demonstrated goodness. It is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. God's very good to people. And so that goodness of God establishes and cements a relationship that we know He is working with us and not wadding us up, throwing us away because we sinned or messed up. He is working to keep us in relationship with Him. Now, for if we would judge ourselves, verse 31, 1 Corinthians 11, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. This judgment... Uh, as unpleasant um, as it may sound, prevents the offending believer from going too far. It keeps us from going so far that we experience judgment belongs to the world, but not to the children of God. So uh, this amazing love of God that corrects us and deals with us, and uh, as we examine ourselves and we have an opportunity to make self-correction, if we do that, it keeps us from being corrected by God. Second uh, Timothy chapter three verse sixteen: All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and it is the Scripture that the Holy Spirit reminds us of that helps us to deal with things that we do wrong. And you ought to repent of it right away and live that kind of a life. Not a condemning life, not a self-condemning life, but a self-correcting life. And that's something that we've all been called to. Well, I hope you've learned something about this particular face of love because God loves, He does correct. It's not His only face. Next week, we'll get to the last face of love. And boy, is it a great one. I'll see you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.